everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. Uh, you can find me at Justin Bizarro on Instagram and Facebook, as well as this podcast at Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs on Instagram and Facebook. And today I have with us for part two, Brian McCullough of Oak and Bond Coffee. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. So, so everyone knows the last episode we had Brian on. If you want to hit pause right now on your um, iPod, um, car, whatever, his first episode was episode 35. But just to give everyone a refresher, I'm, Brian, will you tell us a little bit again um, your story and how you guys got started so we can tee up the episode? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, probably like a lot of people, you know, we've been drinking coffee for a long time, high school, college. I really got into drinking um, coffee in college, and then once we had graduated, my wife and I, you know, we got more and more into uh, into coffee and into, I guess you could say, sampling good coffees from, you know, when we would travel and whatnot. Um, and it turned from, I guess, something that we enjoyed to something that we wanted to do our own. So we ended up uh, roasting on our back porch um, and roasting coffee ourselves, and it got to a point that we're like, you know what? All of our family and friends that we share our coffee with really enjoys this. Uh, we enjoy um, finding really good coffees to share with everybody, and we just enjoy drinking it ourselves. Uh, why not? Why not try to do this ourselves and launch our own company? So that's kind of how we started Oak and Bond. Um, and then, if you remember back, so when we started Oak and Bond, the idea was always to have basically two lines of coffee. And what that was is we were going to have our specialty lines, so our single origins and blends, um, just really good hand-picked coffees. And then we were going to also launch our barrel age line, which is what we talked about a lot last time. So on top of us both enjoying really good specialty coffee um, on the weekends, uh, maybe a Friday or Saturday night, um, I love to drink bourbon. And I just love the flavor profiles of bourbon itself. Um, and I collect some bottles. Uh, I think a lot of people enjoy that nowadays. Bourbon is, is very popular in the United States now and even, even abroad. And my wife really loved uh, wine. So we kept seeing popping up a few years ago that the barrel-aged beer scene was, was kind of picking up. And my thought was, man, we love coffee. We love bourbon and wine. Is there any way that we can combine them together? Kind of like what the craft beer market is doing. They do barrel-aged beer, so could we do craft or could we do barrel-aged coffee? So that's when we tried it. We started experimenting and really refining um, our craft as far as barrel-aged coffee goes. And when we went and launched the company, uh, that's kind of how we started with our barrel-aged coffee line, which I think most people are familiar with. Um, so, yeah, I, we started with the barrel-aged line. We now sense, and we can go into more into this, uh, we've launched our, our really phenomenal uh, single origin and blend line. I mean, it's it's really good specialty coffee. Um, but that's kind of how we, we got going with everything. And I really, and just so everyone knows, I know you guys are uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but you've expanded the brand across the country. Um, and I want to get into the new specialty lines, but I also want to talk a little bit about you know, from when we talked last, which I think was probably back in March, um, when we talked last from March to now, I mean, how have you built this brand to get to the point where you've launched the single origins? Yeah. So, so I think when we, when we spoke before, 
we were maybe in two or three, I think, different states. Now we're up to, I think, 15 states. We've got coffee in either specialty stores, specialty grocery stores, um, really high-end liquor stores, um, stuff that would or uh, stores that would really pair well with. Typically, they would have really good whiskeys or wines or foods in general. Um, and so we've taken that concept of, of how we kind of spread it to specialty stores. And we're doing that now with our specialty line. Um, now, now I'll be honest with you, we just lost, we just launched the specialty line about two weeks ago, but it's kind of, it's taken off so far. Um, so we're working on getting some really good, uh, wholesale contracts with, um, cafes, coffee shops, uh, and then high end, uh, specialty grocery stores. Yeah, so I mean, I asked this selfishly because one of the things that we're getting into co-packing is cold brewing beer, uh, cold brewing uh, coffee. I don't know why I said beer, but I mean, is that something that you guys are eventually going to do? Do you see that as an expansion of your line, as being able to cold brew your your stuff? Or are you always going to stick with the beans? No, so that's a good that's a good point. I mean, that's something that we've been exploring for. Really, the last year, we wanted to to kind of nail down and get the specialty line launched. And I mean, if, if I'm hoping some of your your uh, followers uh, follow us along on social media, Instagram and Facebook uh, and Twitter. But throughout the summer, um, I people would probably notice that we do a lot of cold brew and, you know, we brew a ton of cold brew here. So it's something that we've been working on the whole time. So the pictures that people see online, you know, that's us refining our craft to come up with a really good cold brew uh, that we could share with everybody else. So, yeah, that's that's something that's coming down the line, something that we're really, really excited about um, and a product that I mean, we, we truly think that that you and, and your followers are going to enjoy. I mean, it's something we've been working on for a while, something that we've been uh, trying to refine to come up with really like a phenomenal product. Well, and one of the things I think is I want to talk to you about, and I must, I was going to wait until after the podcast, but we're sort of talking about expanding your brand and what it means. And you guys sent us samples last time after you guys were on the podcast. You know, we love them. We love the concept. And in Georgia and in Milledgeville, where we've, we're in the middle of constructing a 123,000 square foot co-packing facility for our clients and and new clients and to grow. We're also building a concept there called hustle and grinders, which is sort of an offshoot of this podcast because I want to give, I'm, it'll be a cafe. It'll also be a store, uh, basically for all products that are on the podcast. Um, and people we've built relationships with, we feel like a lot of people and a lot of fans have come to us. Why don't you guys do this? Why don't you take people's jellies and jams or coffee beans and do, you know, coffee rub steaks or, you know, jelly sandwiches, you know, take our core business and, and launch a concept of it. So one of the things I obviously want in that concept is to be able to have our cafe, have your coffee in it and then sell your, your coffee. So it's something I'm interested in doing because I think it's that great of a product and you have a following and it's an upper scale product. It's the quality is awesome. And I like the flavors of how the bourbon and the wine come into the coffee beans. I think it's phenomenal. And, and that concept in and of itself, I think is pretty huge. I haven't tried the regular, um, coffee lines yet, but those barrel aged ones, I mean, seriously, I, the one, I think the concept's brilliant to the flavor that comes out of it, it. It's enough to change coffee slightly that it, um, that it's something unique to me. 
that I think of that a lot of people are starting to see, you know, you don't just buy coffee anymore. You buy coffee that's, you know, more oriented towards yours. Not everyone needs a, a cup of Folgers in their house and everyone drinks Folgers every morning, you know? So that's sort of what I'm talking about there. But anyway, we can talk more about that, but that's how much I think of your guys' brand and the quality of your product, just to well, give I, that I, one I, example. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And I think, uh, so I, I, you personally, I think you nailed the description of our product. Um, we wanted something to be uh, where you, know, you you want to get a really good cup of coffee and you're coming to us because you want that. But at the same time for our barrel age line, you know, you're coming for something that's, that's a little bit more special. It's a product that, you know, you get the flavors of bourbon, you get the flavors of wine, but at the same time, it's not overpowering. Like at the same time, you want to come for a really good cup of coffee. And we never want it to be overpowering with our bourbon or wine. We want it to be like a perfect marriage between the two that you're getting flavor profiles of both. So I, I, that's awesome that, that you said that. And everybody that's listening, we didn't talk about that at all before. So he nailed it. That's exactly what we're looking for. And that we're so happy that you've enjoyed it. Um, it's a product that we enjoy. It's a product that, that we feel that we've refined um, really well at this point. And it's something that we're really excited for. I mean, I drink it every day still. We drink a lot of our, our new specialty line because uh, we're, we're cupping so many samples that are coming in. Um, right now we have... We have a Colombia, we've got a Guatemala, and we've got a really good session blend. Um, and we're going to be coming with a few more single origins here to come for spring, fall. And maybe I'm hoping to get another one here this winter. Um, but they're, they're really high quality. Um, we hope to enter a few competitions this year uh, and see how they stack up. But, I mean, we're really happy with them. Everything, everybody that we've sent them to are like, this is, they think it's phenomenal. And it's, we couldn't be happier. And I want to, one, I want to take a step back and let you tell everyone where they can find you online, where they can order your coffee, and uh, where they can find you on social media. So if you want to take a second and just let everyone know that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as far as social media goes, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at OakenbondCoffee.com, and you can find us on Twitter at Oakenbond. I would say we're most prevalent on Instagram just because we get to share pictures of our products, videos, etc. You know, kind of talk back and forth, banter back and forth with people. So if you want to have a conversation, you know, we're on there all the time. Um, shoot us a message. Uh, shoot us a comment on one of our pictures. We're happy to talk. Typically, it's it's my wife or I that, that run the social media just because we want to be in tuned um, with everybody that follows us. And anybody that has a question, we want to be we want to be transparent with our response. Um, so we feel that it's best for us to answer the messages. Um, and then as far as buying our product, uh, you can find us on oakenbondcoffee.com. We've got all of our varieties there. Um, and then we're also on Amazon. So if you're a prime member, you can order, order your coffee off of there as well. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And so I want to take everyone sort of back a little bit, because I think everyone sort of sees coffee. They don't understand how it's you know, where you source it from, how, where are you getting it from? You know, how are you choosing your coffee beans for the, both the Oak barrel and for, you know, your single line. Is that how, what's the term you're using again? I'm sorry. The single origin, single single origin. origin. Yeah. How do you, so how are you determining what beans to, to choose? So every week we work with a bunch of, uh, different, uh, I guess you would call them green coffee sourcing companies. So they're actually down at the mills, down in the countries, um, finding this coffee, and they they can provide it to us, and they're able to ship it back 
um, from, let's say, Ethiopia, Costa Rica, Brazil, etc., um, from these really remote parts of the country. And we work with them um, to get coffee from the farm to us. Uh, now, we're, we're a smaller company. Um, larger companies have the ability to actually work directly with the farm. We're working to get to that right now um, so that we have a direct line of the farmer is directly freight shipping his coffee from the farm to us. Uh, that's what we want to have. And that, that's what we're working towards. But right now, so what we do is, is each week we're getting coffees in. Um, like right now we're looking to add um, an Ethiopia, a Costa Rica, maybe an El Salvador. Um, there's, there's different processes. So right now we're looking to add a natural processed coffee. Um, so we get, we request those. We, we speak with them. We tell them kind of what flavor profiles we're looking for, you know, what kind of mouthfeel, the acidity, et cetera. They've cupped the coffees. They have an idea of what a, a, a typical, what this farmer would, would typically have and what he, what he grows each year. Uh, and then we just kind of go from there. They send us samples. We roast them. And then we do, we call them cuppings. So if you've ever seen on TV or, or anywhere, people are slurping coffee. So what, what that is called is is coffee cupping, and what you're trying to do is spread the coffee across your full palate, front to back, side to side, um, and that's a really good way that that you'll be able to decide. You know, do we like this coffee? And and there's plenty of times we get really good coffees, but there's a specific taste profile, especially for our barrel age line, that we're trying to align with. Um, and for the single origin, it's kind of the same way. You know, we've got an idea of what we want. Now there's, there's definitely coffees that pop out that we're, that we're just blown away by. Um, like we just had one just the other day. Uh, we hope to work with these guys in the near future. It's a Nicaragua coffee and you immediately taste it. And it's like blueberries exploding in your mouth. Like it's, (laughs) it's absolutely like juicy blueberries. It's a phenomenal coffee. And I know that this, this farmer has won, plenty of awards with with the high quality coffees he's offering um i think he's been in like the mid to high 90s for a rated coffee and anything over a 90 uh for a coffee review is just absolutely phenomenal like the top one percent of coffees it's 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 so good and, and this is definitely one of those that would would fall in that so I'm, we're hoping in in 2020 here uh to get one of those on deck but yeah so back to it um we get coffees in each week uh, we look to add new ones. We taste through them. We cut through them typically two to three times before we make a decision. Because um, any day of the week, we find that in the morning, our, our palates are the freshest. Um, in the evening, you know, you've been eating food all day. Your, your palate would change. And even from day to day, your kind of palate would change. So we want to cup it on multiple different occasions. And then at that point, you know, if we have one that's scoring really well each time, you know, we all enjoy it. We know that that's one that we have to bring on. So that's kind of the process that we go through for not only selecting coffees for our single origin and blends, but we do the same for our barrel age line. And I love this. So, I mean, it's kind of this crazy process, right? You're, you're having to, there's farms all over the world making coffee. Okay. So it's obviously a global product, but you're literally having to sift through different farms it's not just like oh ethiopia okay they have this blend of coffee it's great every coffee that comes out of there is awesome no it's literally trying to find the right farmer that matches what you want to do with your business so it's not as easy as just finding a broker who gives you the right type of beans for what you want i mean they may be an avenue but it's sort of you're 
you're really having to deal directly with you know the actual farm what their soil is what kind of bean they're producing and what that flavor is is that correct yeah oh exactly and and for example you could even drill down even further um and we've we've had we've worked with many farmers that not only do they have maybe they have um five different or maybe they have three different varietals and of those they would then uh process the bean differently maybe it would be one would be a natural one would be a fully washed one would be a pulp natural and even from there the flavor profiles change so much so one caught one uh one farm may have several different varieties that you'll be able to buy um and source from them so i mean even then we we could get i don't know anywhere from three to five different copies from the same farmer but when we cut through those, we're like, wow, this, this natural that we, that we saw that we cut from you is just so much better than, than all the rest. Not that the others aren't good, but it's like, this one just stands out. Um, so it's wild how, you know, the varietal, the, the amount of shade that the plant gets, the amount of, of, of wind that might come through the process that they process the bean, all of those change the flavor profiles of a bean and you just want to find one that matches the palate and the taste profiles that you're looking for. Um, it, it might sound like a lot of work, but man, do we enjoy it? Cause we get to try through, we get to cut through a whole lot of good coffee. So it's something that we, that we really enjoy. So what does the future hold? I mean, you, you've come this far, you now have the single origins, you have three single origins that are coming out. You're talking about expanding those single origins into other products i mean is there other barrels also that may go into that or is there other coffee coffee line specialty coffees you know i don't know i mean i hear i've heard some coffee companies that are getting into infusing coffee with cbd oils and i mean it's what i mean what's the future now you've accomplished this goal of the single origin so i mean obviously you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself and you want to bite off one thing at a time but what is the next vision for you guys right so so moving forward uh we would we would end up adding more single origins and and to be honest with you the single origins change as the year goes on it depends on you know when they're harvesting their prop their crops so maybe in the winter we have a couple different coffees than we would in the summer uh to fall and those will kind of rotate through um at the same time we'll want to add um additional blends to our line something that we can um, have year round a product that, you know, every time you come to us, this blend is going to have this profile and it's just going to be an awesome cup of coffee. So we'll add more single origins. We'll add a few more blends. Um, and like we talked at the beginning, uh, cold brew is, is another thing that, that we're looking to do. We've been working on it a long time. So it's a product that we want to have available here soon. And I think it's a product that, that a lot of people will enjoy. Now, there's definitely other ideas that we and, and different avenues that we have. But right now, we're going to just refine what we have, um, add a cold brew, add more single origins, add some blends, uh, and kind of go from there uh, and see how we do. I think it's so important. And I love what what you guys are doing. So, I mean, there's that. And I love the the just getting it right on the coffee side. And obviously the barrel age stuff is a little bit different. There's a lot of coffee brands out there. There's not a lot of people doing that, if any, that I've been able to find. So I think that's pretty neat. Um, I do know that a lot of people are infusing coffees. Like I said, the CBD oil was one example, but I know people are using like pumpkin spice and um, I don't know, various other things, vanilla, hazelnut. And I mean, it, and 
and or infusing with bourbon instead of putting it in the barrel. I mean, is the barrel what you're doing with the barrel like infusing it? Because I mean, I don't even understand how to infuse a coffee in the first place. So this whole thing to me is like sort of like okay, like there's all these things. I get that hazelnut coffee. The hazelnut has to be introduced into the coffee bean, but sort of, I mean, I think I'm looking for you to sort of help educate me as well as the audience. Right. So, so whenever you see a flavored or infused coffee, all that means it's the same term. Um, what they, what they do is they have a syrup or some sort of, uh, um, um, product that they make typically a sugared product that has those flavors. So, it's just a fake sweetener that they would, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, this at all. Um, it's a sweetener that they would use that has whatever that taste profile may be. People like peppermint spice lattes nowadays. Well, there's a peppermint um, sweetener that you can add, and what you do is you roast the coffee, and then you basically toss in the sweetener into um, into the, the roasted coffee beans after, and you've basically covered the beans with this flavoring um, of the coffee. So it's not... So when they say infused, it's simply um, they get a flavoring that they put into the coffee. Uh, so that's what those are. Ours will we'll never do that. I, I don't see us ever adding a flavored or an infused aspect as far as adding additional um, sweeteners to it. Um, for us, we buy our, our uh, bourbon and our rye barrels directly from Kentucky uh, wine barrels come from Napa and our scotch barrels we have imported um, from Scotland. And they are used barrels that have the aromas and the flavors of the barrels in there. And we fill them up with coffee um, and let them age no different than you would see uh, barrels sitting in a rickhouse that they, they put a distilled spirit in at first. It sits in the barrel. And I mean, I guess you could say it's infused, but we're adding no sweetener, no paste, nothing like that to our beans ever. Um, it's, it's, it's basically absorbing those flavors from whatever the barrel or the environment that you put it in. That's cool. So, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this in the past, like your, obviously your business partner and co-founder is your wife, Lauren, I believe. And so, I mean, tell us how your relationship has been. I mean, it's, it's obviously Deborah and I have our own experience and Deborah's on the last podcast with you guys. Unfortunately, she couldn't be on this one. But sort of, you know, you're growing a business. I mean, how has it affected your relationship since March? I mean, you guys are having more and more success, I feel like. So how is that impacting you guys as partners and, you know, married a married couple? Right. And, and the more you grow, and I, I'm sure that you've experienced this too, the more you grow, um, the more your time is taken up by the business rather than the relationship aspect. But I mean, we just, Lauren is a really strong woman. She, she does a really good job. Um, we've, we've been able to split up the business and, um, as far as, as who's responsible for what, and she does a phenomenal job, um, running Oak and Bond with me. Um, but yeah, you, at the end of the day, you have to really, uh, split up the business aspect into, you know, the personal life, uh, just like any other husband and wife. Yes. Yeah, is, is there definitely challenges at time? Yeah, there, there is, but the same with any other relationship. Uh, it's something you got to work through because, uh, as you probably experienced, it's very easy to end up talking about work all the time. Yeah, nonstop. And, uh, nonstop, and and eventually you just need to take a break, and that's that's it. It's open communication between us. I think that our I, I personally think that our relationship has grown even more 
because now we can work as a team even better than we have before. So when we come to challenges, you know, we, we know what to expect from each other and we know how to work as a team. So I would say in the end, we've definitely grown. Uh, that's absolutely for sure. Uh, but yeah, there, that's not to say there's not challenges, but hey, that's what it is in a relationship. It just happens sometimes, but, but we've definitely grown. Yeah, it's one of those things. That, and I really actually, that's a a very valid point is that the more your business grows, it almost feels like the less time you have together. And when you do have that time together, the less time you actually talk about the, your lives and um, life in general or the relationship, it's a lot about business, business, business. And I just want to touch upon it as a thing that you know I've experienced over the years is that sometimes you lose the ability it, when things are really tough or the business is really growing. Like, for example, Deborah and I are really going through a boom in our business right now. And, you know, in building in Georgia and, and a new facility in California and, you know, new customers and co-packers and trying to launch different concepts. And you almost forget how to communicate on a personal level because you're communicating on a business level the whole time. And it's one of those things that you just got to be so mindful of making sure that you get back to the basics on a regular basis, you know, going out on dates, not talking about business, not bringing your cell phones, not allowing the cell phone in the bedroom, you know, whatever it is that you people as a couple can do, I highly recommend it because, you know, even doing it as long as we have, we still slip, especially in the good times. It's not the bad times where we're not bonded or or communicating. It's the good times where everything's going well and the businesses are booming and we're great and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, like how do we communicate not about business? You know, and it's a little bit crazy because you always want to talk about it. Why? Because it's so good, you know? Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. It's, that's so right. You just got to find times to be able to separate yourselves uh, from it and just, you know, have a good time outside of, outside of the business. And so, um, Brian, one of the things we're doing on the, the second season, as you call it, or as everyone starts recording part twos, that doesn't mean I don't have people recording part ones is I'm really diving into leadership and the idea of leadership. And so in your opinion, I mean, one, um, how do you see that you need to be to lead your company in the future? And then two, what are some ideal characteristics of a leader that you feel are necessary to make a business successful in the long run? Right. Those are, those are good questions. Um, so I feel as far as moving forward and in the long run, you know, you need to have, you need to be basically the guiding light for the company. There's going to be challenges every day. Um, and as a, as any sort of entrepreneur that you that that one may be, or or when you start up a new business, you're going to have challenges every day. Um, you just got to be able to keep a level head for not only yourself, uh, but for your employees, for your other co-founders that you may have. Um, and you got to be able to know that there is a solution. You're always going to find a solution um, at the end of the day because it exists. Uh, we we get challenges on a daily basis, even on the weekends. or stuff are popping up. Um, and it's just something that, that you need to, to know that there is a solution out there. It's, it's, are you going to find the right, you got to find the right person. You got to ask the questions and, and you'll find that. But, but as far as the leadership skill goes, you, you, you can't, you, you got to show and be able to prove to your, your employees that one, you're here to help them. Um, I think a good way, uh, to say this, it would be like servant leadership. So you're basically serving your employees. Um, if you're out there every day and it's all me, 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 
your your employees aren't going to be motivated by that. If you come in and the people you work with, they know that, you know, I'm here as a leader to help you. If I help you, you're going to help the company overall. So servant leadership and and serving your employees and helping them win and helping them conquer their day, I guess you could say, um, is a great way to look for uh, leadership and moving the company forward. I agree with that 100%. So, I mean, now you're starting to build a business that's starting to get some legs under it, right? And you're starting to think about hiring employees down the road and a strategic plan of growth. And, you know, obviously you and Lauren are doing a lot of the work yourselves, but at which point do you start adding employees? Have you added employees already? Or, you know, where do you see that you guys are starting, are going to start to need help? Right. So, and I think that's coming here in the near future. Uh, we don't have full-time employees now. Um, do we definitely reach out to people to assist us from time to time? I mean, this is the holiday season. Uh, what's today? December 14th. I mean, it's, it's wild. It's, it's, it's a good time of the year, but it's really busy. So we, we've, we've definitely reached out to people to assist us um, and help us keep moving forward. But it's, it's something that, that is a conversation weekly, if not daily, of, of when we do expand in 2020 here, um, adding more people to, to the team. So, uh, on a, a personal level, I mean, do you feel that, I mean, you've launched this company, it's growing. I mean, is it where you want it to be? If you were to really look back and say, Hey, I've really done a good job. This is where I I've wanted it to be. Yeah. I, and, and that's a good question because, and you probably could see the same way you get sucked in so much to the day of the day the day-to-day work that you're like, well, man, is this really what, you know, grand scheme of things last year at this time, you know, could we have imagined this? And, you know, it's, sometimes it's, again, it's, it's hard because you get sucked in, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the tremendous growth we've had from this time last year um, to now has been phenomenal. It's something that, that we hope to keep pushing forward, but I mean, we've had great growth. It's been something that I, I couldn't have imagined um, I, it was about a year and a half ago when we launched that we'd ever be to this point. Like I just couldn't imagine it. So it's been great. It's been a great growth, but it's something, yeah, you definitely have to take a step back and say, let's look at the whole grand scheme of things. Is this where we want to be? Is this working? And, uh, I would have to say yes at this point for sure. Well, and one of the things that I think is so cool about, you know, when doing this podcast and seeing other people, I mean, it's been hugely educational for me, one. Um, but two, it's realizing the things that I do that I don't realize that I'm doing, uh, both from a successful level and both from a detrimental level. And one of those things is what, what did you, exactly what you said, and it's partly why I've asked the questions, because I do this thing where I never take a snapshot now and look back on it a year from now or six months from now or two years from now, my mind is so focused on moving forward and I'm so in the grind and, and big picture and where we're going and how to grow that I often forget to, to celebrate where we've come from. And so it's just one of those things that I feel that, you know, wow, you know, I've come so far. Maybe I just need to take a few moments to appreciate it. Not too long because I don't want to get lazy because I'm afraid that if I sit there too long, I, I'll lose my motivation to keep moving forward. But I think it's an, an interesting thing, which brings me to my next question for you. I mean, what really inspires you and is and motivating you to build this business? 
So, so still to this day, I, I remain, I still have, I'm, I'm still a licensed uh, professional engineer. Um, and for me, I've always enjoyed building things and it goes more from, let's say reinforced concrete or steel structures, which, which I've done. Um, but in, in a global idea that, you know, I just love building things, building a business is another thing. There's, I love solving problems and growing a business or creating a business. That's all it is. There's, there's one problem after another. Now, do we call it problems? I, I don't know that I would call it a problem. It's a challenge. It's a, it's a challenge that you need to solve. And, and that's something that, you know, I, I've never been diagnosed with it, but I am sure I am ADD because I just need to move all the time. Like I need to be doing something. I can't just sit around and not do anything. Um, so it's either going to the gym, doing, I just have to do something. Um, and the business definitely keeps me busy. That's for sure. And definitely there are nights that, that I'm, I guess, overly tired and burnt out from the day, but you know, you wake up the next day and, and you want to keep tackling these challenges. But so for me, it's, it's challenges. It's challenging myself. It's seeing something grow. It's building something. That's what keeps me going. I just enjoy the process of it. And I love that. I think that that's, I think not a lot of people understand what it's like to feel that way. Like it's very, I don't even think I turn on my TV for more than 20 minutes and it's right before we go to bed or right after I've talked to Deborah or whatever, we've had our, you know, our time to just decompress for the day. But, I, and even that, I don't even know if it goes on. That's a weird thing. Like we have TVs all over the house and I always wonder why we pay so much for Netflix and Hulu and all the things that we never watch because it's exactly that. I'm going from thing to thing, idea to idea, big picture, needing to move forward in the gym, burn off some steam because I feel like the gym is where I actually take time to myself. And I think even though I'm like in the middle of a CrossFit workout, which weirdly that's when my deepest thinking and some of my greatest ideas are coming out of or mowing the lawn actually is my second other one people talk about the shower but mowing the lawn is a huge one for me and um and which is really cool because i we got this new tractor that deborah gave me for um that we've got so i love that thing um bigger with a scoop so i could plow the snow and everything and i'm getting in the weeds but the thing is is that a lot of great ideas come from moving constantly and always being active where if i'm disengaged and my mind's not active i'm not coming up with ideas and moving forward and i think you're 100 percent right that everything can be done better in your business if you think it's going well right now be prepared and and you're getting lazy desk be prepared because your business is going to start losing profitability it's going to start losing revenue it's just what happens but if you're constantly trying to better things come up with new product lines constantly trying to move forward solve problems have a huge willingness to fail over and over again which we'll call more like educational experiences so you can continue to grow i think it's so so cool so based on that Brian, I mean, what are some of the things that you've learned the most from over the last, you know, couple months? And the other question I have for you is I know you're a reader as well, and you've read some books, and we talked about it on the last podcast. I mean, is there another book that you, you sort of get into as you're, you're trying to develop business that's helped you with your business? So there were two questions there, um, the first being the book, and then the second what are some of the things over the last few months that you've learned from a great deal? Right. So as far as the books go, um, I've been so busy lately that, that I, have, I haven't sat down that, that often to even read one. So the big thing for me 
kind of transition from that would be to podcasts. And um, I'm glad you're having me on yours. So I, I'm in a I'm in the car a lot, traveling around, doing stuff, picking up barrels, you know, all kinds of stuff. So I'm listening even even while we're I, while we're working, I'll have a podcast going. Um, so that's been a big thing for me. There's been all kinds of business type podcasts and and other things out there. So I enjoy that a lot. Um, I've done a couple books, just kind of listening to those. Um, so yeah, it's kind of transitioned just really into podcasts for the most part. I don't I don't have that much time to just sit and and do that. So podcasts have been huge for me. Um, and then as far as the other question goes, what have we learned, man? There's a lot of stuff. Um, I guess the high level, the main thing would be, um, again, you have challenges, you have things that you need to solve each day. Don't let one single challenge or problem drag you down. Yeah. Are there going to be days that you're like, this ain't going well. This just is not going well. What is go- what is going on? Well, don't let that drag you down. There's That might be one day, it might be one week that it's not great. But in the grand scheme of things, in the large scale, uh, looking a year, two years, five years down the road, is it really going to matter? Just don't let one thing, one challenge kind of drag you down. And I think that's, that's huge because um, a lot of people, it's interesting. I just read a thing, you know, I'm on this thing where I try to read 10 pages a day of a book of some motivational book or leadership book or business book. And some days I read a lot more. Some days I just barely make the 10, but it's, um, but one of the things is, is exactly that they're, what the human beings that let those little things knock them down on a daily basis, they really struggle to build a business and they struggle to get back up on a regular basis where if you're not even looking at it as knocking you down or, or something that you have to get over that, it's just something to make you a better person and make your business a better business. That's huge. And it's something that in our organization, we have started spending a lot more time on leadership and, and willingness to fail within our organization. Listen, you're not going to get fired if you fail, right? I want you to fail. And I don't even want you to think of it that you might fail. I want you to think you're taking a risk for the betterment of the business. If it doesn't work, guess what? Tell me what it, why it didn't work. Let's figure out a different solution and let's try something else to build this business because it's not going to work every time. You know, in, in the more your business grows, the more that that stuff happens. Um, the other part I think is, is important that you said, and I actually just gave, um, a little, I led a, a speaking thing on this is mentoring. We are in an age where mentoring is not only done one-on-one with people. Mentoring is done. There are so many podcasts out there with so much information, you know, Tony Robbins, Andy Frisella, Ed Milet, um, so on and so forth that I can't even, um, the Jocko will link, you know, depending on your flavor and how you, you know, your brain flavor, I'll call it, and how you absorb and your brain eats information. There's a lot of different avenues out there to get mentoring from, you know, people in the audience that are listening. We have a lot of wannabe entrepreneurs. And what I mean by wannabe is you're not quite sure how to get into the entrepreneurial space, um, not sure what the next steps are, not sure you have the knowledge. The number one is just take the leap. But number two is mentoring through the things that we're talking about, right? Which is the podcast like you're doing. So I'm glad you brought that up is there's a free resource out there, um, to use and just listen to, you know, and, and I, I hate to interrupt, but I mean, the point that you just said, you got to take the leap. 
couldn't agree with you more. There are there are so many times that you know different products that we're going to launch, different things. Even when we started the company, you just have to go. Like you're never going to be all the way ready for something. It's just not going to happen. Um, it, it could go from little things to big things. Uh, yeah. Do you want to have maybe a calculated approach to it? Of course. But if you think that it has to be just perfect to launch a product, to do anything, to start a new business, that's not true. It's just never going to be perfect. You just have to do it because the more you get into it, the more you're going to develop whatever your craft or your product is and you just continue to get better. I mean, that's that I couldn't agree with that statement more. So. Brian, on us uh, further down the line on that, I mean, do you feel that, I mean, I guess we're, we're really going into the weeds here, but I mean, is this, I mean, you obviously like the entrepreneurial space and, and you're really going into it and it's, it's something that you want to do full time. I mean, do you have, I mean, do you think after you're done with this one or, or this is a lifetime thing that you'll probably do other food or beverage businesses or I mean how do you see yourself in the future and in the next leap well it could I mean it could very well be it could it could be another food item I, I don't really know at this point I mean I'm always keeping my mind open um, as far as what else I want to do I've always been interested in uh, realty or, or building or refurbishing places I know flipping is a big thing nowadays um, I think I would take it a little bit different than that. I mean, that's something that's always just that, that, and that comes back to being an engineer and, and liking to, and enjoying building structures and such like that. So that, that's one avenue we could go. Um, there's a lot of stuff that kind of goes on. It's just, how do I find time? And I think that, that time will tell, um, if we're able to grow this enough where we can keep it going, you know, we're running this, but we're have time to do other things too, that I think it could go. I mean, I've always in love. I've always loved craft beer, whiskey, um, really good food. I mean, maybe it goes into us owning a place that you know we get to build a really cool space or structure, and at the same time we have our coffee or anything else that we have. Um, we we're foodies. We're foodies at heart as well. So maybe that's something that we add. There, there's a lot of stuff that's going on, and we have conversations every day. What's kind of the next step? What else do we want to get into? Um, and that's kind of where it's been so far. Well, and I love that. I have a feeling it's whiskey or bourbon, and I would say definitely if you ever go that route, you have an investor right here that I would bet on you, or maybe it's a, a, a versus coffee sort of in an oak uh, uh, whiskey barrel. It's some sort of coffee back the other direction in a flavoring of bourbon or something. I don't know, but I don't even know if that's possible. But I, I think your attitude and the way you've built a business um, it doesn't matter what you're going to do. I think you're going to look at it the right way and you have the right mindset. You're sort of not going in too far into those infused coffees. You're sticking with the things that you know and what's true to you. And I think that that's so important. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's so true. Like, especially with the line we have now, at the end of the day, you want a really good cup of coffee. If you wanted bourbon, you would go get a bourbon and maybe mix a little coffee into it. We want to have that nice marriage between the two to between the coffee and the bourbon or the wine. So that that's kind of our approach for that is, is offer a really high quality cup of coffee, be it our barrel aged, our single origins or our blends. So yeah, nailed it. That that's exactly what we're looking to do. So Brian, I just, I mean, I want to get back to a little bit. We talked about taking the, <clears throat> the, the leap into, running your own business and that you just need to do it. 
I mean, what was the deciding factor for you to take the leap? I mean, we talked a little bit about how you guys always loved it, but on the day you decided to do it, what made that day different than uh, any other day? Man, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I think it just came down to, we had refined our craft enough um, of the barrel aging. Like we had been doing um, R&D and testing for a while. And it was something that, you know, we had shared with all our family and friends. And they were like, this product is phenomenal. Uh, we enjoyed it. We were drinking it every day. We were, we were spending a lot of money to do the R&D. And everybody was telling us they enjoyed it. And, we're, and the idea was just like, look, this is the best time as ever to do it. We're not totally ready, but we've got a really good idea of how we want to drive forward and the path that we want to take. Let's do it. And then we dove into um, package design and everything like that. And we had some really cool ideas that we wanted to incorporate into our barrel age line for that. And that even developed further. Like it, as we were developing that line, you know, we already had in the back of our head sketches and ideas that we wanted to do for the single origins and blends. And it was just something that we just kept rolling with. And it goes back to we were never just ready. Like we were never hey, this is exactly what we're going to do as, as, as far as time goes on. It, it, we knew it was always going to develop and always knew it was going to grow into a larger idea. Um, it was, we felt that we, were, we had it to the point where we enjoyed the product a lot. Our family and friends did, and it was something that we just were – it was either now or never. Let's just go with it, and that's kind of what we did. And I love that. So, Brian, as we start to wrap up, I mean, what are some of the things that you want to share with the audience and, and maybe even some fun facts about coffee that you know that probably not many people know? Um, but I think first, let's talk about, I mean, what are some of the things you want to share with the audience that you feel as an entrepreneur that would help them into the future? I mean, we we did it before on the last episode, but I mean, we've you've come a long way since now. So, I mean, if you could pick three things that you feel um, outside of the things we've already discussed, I mean, what would those three things be? Wow. That's, that's tough. Cause, cause like the, the, really the main aspects are you're never going to be quite ready. You just have to take the jump. Like you said, there's challenges every day. That's the biggest thing to me is there's challenges every day. Um, and then to add on to that, you know, there's going to be people in your life and your business, you know, you, you've got to be able to, I don't want to say like sort through, but there's going to be people um, that you know that you can move forward with and other people that may may pull you back. And, and that could even be um, distant relatives or whatnot. Maybe they don't like the product. Maybe they don't like what you're doing. But, you know, you got to be very rock solid and, you know, you're confident in what you bring to the table, what you're what kind of product you're offering. Um, so you got to believe in yourself. That's the biggest. Like you got to believe in yourself. You got to believe that you're going to find a solution um, to whatever the challenge may be. And, um, and on that note, um, the other question was, I mean, throw us out something fun about coffee that probably most people don't know. Uh, that's funny. You said that I, I, we've, we've just recently got into, have you heard of TikTok now and how popular it is? I love TikTok. I think it's Do the you, next biggest funny. thing. <laughs> I think it's, I want to talk about this and I know I said we were wrapping things up, but I think yeah. we're going to go on a tangent because I don't think many people realize I have so many people that hate it, but I don't think people understand that the next generation coming up into the workforce is going to be totally TikTok based. It's yeah. a phenomenal platform. It really is. And it's very close to Vine, if you've noticed. Like the videos, they're not, I think Vine was structured to like four to five seconds. TikTok, I think if you edit it on your own, you could go like for a minute long if you wanted to. But if you make it on the platform, I believe it's like 15 seconds. But 
it's one of those things. It's got a really, to me, it's, it's very similar to how Facebook, I mean, you even go back to MySpace, how that was. I know MySpace kind of fizzled out, but like how Facebook and Instagram was, those were both based on, on younger kids anywhere from, I would say, 12 to 18. And then all of a sudden you saw the college kids and then you saw the young professionals and then you saw mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and now everybody's on Facebook. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that's going to develop over time. I think it's a pretty fun platform. Yeah, I, I understand it's it's mostly for the younger generation right now and maybe it's kind of out of our realm for for customers, but we find it's a good place to kind of um, explore and just express our products and kind of show what we have to offer. So on to your question, I, I, we may end up putting up a TikTok video here soon about interesting coffee facts. I, these aren't totally, uh, I mean, these, some people are going to know these facts um, about coffee, but we find them to be fun and, and fairly interesting. Um, and two of them that really to me to this day is, is kind of phenomenal is a lot of people think that your darker roasted coffee, your French roasts are going to be the coffee you go to to find that spark. Um, to get the most caffeine and the most bang out of your buck. And that's just not true. Your lighter roast coffee are always going to have the more caffeine. And the reason for that is just like if you're baking anything else, let's say you're, you're, you're grilling a steak, you end up grilling the oil or the, and, and the fat out of the steak. So the less that you roast your coffee, the more of that you're going to keep in the bean, which if you order our products and and especially with the new single origins and blends line, you're going to know um, it's going to be the medium to light medium roast. And that's because we keep that flavor into the bean. Uh, we don't want to basically push out the oils, push out the flavors in the bean. We want a vibrant cup of coffee. Um, so I guess that would be one lighter roast coffee have more caffeine. Uh, and then the other is um, coffee, black coffee. Can, there's there's very there's there's tons of great side effects or not side effects there's great um um i guess health benefits that you could say the one that, that's still kind of surprising to me one cup of coffee only has a single calorie just one i mean it's so you can drink coffee all day now you might be caffeine overloaded by the end of the day but you've only had one one calorie per cup of coffee yeah, I'm that guy, by the way. I can drink coffee all day long, nonstop. I think coffee's in my favorite beverage, probably. And I used to argue it might have been monster caffeinated drinks, but all this, all the stuff in it, they're not very good for you, um, yeah. although I love them. So coffee's a good natural way, and for some reason I can still sleep. It's kind of incredible. But I think that to exactly to your point, like – and I just had this conversation. I'm not kidding you. Literally, I was in Las Vegas this week for a trade show. And that was one of the conversations is the dark roasts actually have less caffeine than the light roasts. And I'm yep. like, really? And the guy's like, yeah, think about it. And it was the same thing you said. Um, and he wasn't even in the coffee business. It was purely just a conversation, literally standing in line at Starbucks. And <laughs> And because I'm like, oh, I, you know, I don't know why we're small chatting because in the convention center, it's literally freaking an hour to get a cup of coffee in the place from Starbucks because there's so many people there. Yeah. But it's, um, but it's an interesting thing. And I think I love that fact. And that's interesting. That has now come up twice in one week for me. Um, <laughs> but Brian, I really appreciate, you know, you jumping on a call and I appreciate you responding so quickly 
on social media. And I think one of the things I want to also discuss that I wrote down here that I almost forgot was that I can usually tell in, in co-packers I deal with people that are on the podcast who's going to do well as a business. And it really starts from that general ability to communicate back and forth. Even if it's not right away, it's the communication, or I'm not ready to do it right now, but give me a few weeks, we're going to launch a new brand, then I'd like to do it. So you're managing the business, um, you have the right attitude towards solving problems, you have the general entrepreneurial ability to say, I just need to take the risk, and um, but also have a structured strategy behind it. It's not like, let me just risk it, and I may not know what's around the corner, um, and fail, but it's like, okay, I'm going to risk it. I don't know what's around the corner, but how can I make sure that I, I conquer every, you know, thing that comes my way? So whatever is around the corner, I'm more prepared for it than I was yesterday. And I think that's a huge thing. So I think compliments there. And I, I really loved watching your business grow on Instagram and online and definitely love your product line. I appreciate it. And thanks for having us back again. Excuse I mean, me. we've, I've had a great time on here. You asked great questions and uh, it's good conversation. I, I really, I mean, I listen to all your podcasts anyways um, when I'm not on here. So, I mean, I, I love what you guys are offering. Uh, thank you. And um, I really do appreciate that. Um, and the other part I wanted to ask you, Brian, is what is your TikTok uh, username for your it's, business? It's Bond Coffee. We just put up uh, our first two TikToks. Uh, just the other day. So yeah, we're going to get those rolling. And yeah, Oakenbond Coffee, the same as our Instagram and Facebook handles. Yeah. And so everyone, if they want to find me on TikTok as well, it's at Justin Bizarro. I have not launched one for the podcast. I literally have put up five videos that I was experimenting with to see how <laughs> it went. They were just vacations and things like that. Um, but I mean, if you want to build a brand, I feel that that's the next best platform to do it and get ahead of it. Now, anyone who's listening in, if you're building your own personal brand, which is more what I'm going to use it for, uh, continue to build my personal brand, um, that I've sort of started getting into as I've done this podcast, it's an interesting, amazing avenue. And while you may get a lot of slack based on your age, because it's quote unquote meant for young people. We're seeing a huge shift from just videos of dancing and things like that into more educational videos and more information and more influential style videos. Just like you guys are doing on Oak and Bond, you're giving information and facts. So people are starting to go there because it's not pictures, it's not videos, it's not a TV, it's not three different things. You literally just go on there, you see the videos, you get the information in doses and there's no weird algorithm where only you and your friends see it. It's sharing it on a community level. And I think it's the way social media should be done. You know, yep. it's, it's going back to the basics that made social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what they were and what Twitter, Instagram and Facebook have done is get away from that core that made them what they are, which was a lot of people, but also sharing of information. And they've sort of stomped it with an algorithm because they want you to pay to get the information out there to make money. And I get it as a business, you want to make money, but social media is more about sharing information. So, and sharing your own information, whether it's a picture of your kids with your family, whatever, obviously that's for Facebook where TikTok is more like sharing information out there for everyone uh, on a social media level. 
and not just business to business or whatever, but for consumers, for education, for motivating. I feel that it's a way better platform. So we'll see what happens. But thank you, Brian, for bringing that up. And thank you again for being on the podcast. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Justin. And thank you for everyone who's listening into the podcast. Um, We're now releasing the episodes within 24 hours of recording. Before we used to record them and release them later, we're not doing that anymore. So this episode goes live. So please share the episodes with your friends and your family or anyone you know who's wanting to get into a similar business or an entrepreneur or someone who's thinking about being an entrepreneur and doesn't have an idea. These are great podcasts. Give back. We're giving away the information for free. Everyone's telling you about their businesses. You know, Spread the word about them. Share it with someone. So thank you guys for listening in. And have a great day.